from round the corner to your street and neighbourhood. This is Pablo for breakfast. We're getting those hot topics trending online this week at the opinion website, thebigsmoke.com.au. Alex, of course, the founder, back with us once again. And Alex, the science behind why clowns are so terrifying. They are pretty terrifying, right? Yeah, a lot of people actually have a really negative response towards clowns. Um, you know, we, we, for example, talk about films where people are terrified by clowns and then the clown is the killer. Mm-hmm. So that's not helpful in, <laughs> in trying to you know, cure them. Um, but there was ba- basically this really interesting psychometric survey called the Fear of Clowns Questionnaire. And what it did was it went around and it, it talked to a thousand people, they, the respondents had to put down why they were scared of clowns and to what degree. Um, and they found that the biggest reason was the inability to read the emotions yeah. on their face. So because of the makeup, there's this kind of what they called eerie and unsettling feeling mm. because the clown's makeup makes them not quite human, but not as horrific as, for example, a monster or an alien makeup. Mm-hmm. So it was this kind of plausible explanation that the color of the clown makeup reminds us of death because of the smeared red mm. um, and in, in, infection or blood injury. It evokes for some people avoidance. Um, the clowns are deemed unpredictable because they're jumping around and they're doing weird <laughs> things. And so the, all of those things combined um, is why people said that they felt extremely afraid of clowns. And um, and it seems to be an, incre- uh, a, a, an increase in, in phobias with people talking about it on TikTok a lot recently. Yeah, well, it's funny because they look happy, but then you can't really tell, right? That's no, what kind of throws me off. You're like, are they really happy or is, you know, it's all just a mask, right? And one weird part of the survey was that they found women were more afraid of clowns than men. They weren't sure mm. why, uh, but it also de- does tend to follow certain patterns of fo- around phobias. Uh, now, visiting the dentist, it is probably the thing I hate to do the most. I'm due to go. Uh, apparently, it can help prevent arthritis. How come? So this is really interesting because we know, for example, how our periodontal diseases impact our bodies Um, and we know that with having better oral health it can actually help patients avoid chronic joint pain so this isn't even just around the jaw or other parts of the the head it's actually their entire body because there is a connection between arthritis flare-ups and gum disease Mm. so the research was looking into you know developing new therapies for rheumatoid arthritis um, and they found that actually um, focusing on good dental hygiene was a way of, of minimizing the risk of, of arthritis. Um, so it's it's just finding that you know living organisms or cells or tissues that are that were growing um, in the petri dishes during this this process show that the data um, is indic- indicative of the impact of the jaw and our gum health based on our, the rest of our body and how we we feel. So it could be a really great way. Um, I guess, to collaborate and also, um, you know, with your doctors as well as your dentists, um, but also understanding, you know, why flare-ups occur for a lot of people. Now, the Mozart effect. Fill us in on this one because is is this about playing Mozart music to babies in the womb? Is that what it was? No, so Mozart. The Mozart effect was basically a hypothesis that you could there'll be positive benefits for listening to Mozart mm-hmm. for the brain. So, for example, patients that were listening um, were who were dealing with seizure-causing conditions um, saw respite, and um, and yeah, you're you're right. There was also um, you know an increase in intelligence amongst adults, children, and fetuses in the womb. So you know, there's been a lot around the what they call the Mozart effect. They've also said that the Mozart effect can help cows produce more milk, <laughs> of course, and um, and even bacteria in sewage plants. 
clients working better together. So, well, that's you know, what his plan was, right? Mozart's whole plan was like, I want more milk. Yeah, I want more milk yeah. and I want you know, really smart babies. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this was a study that came out of the University of Vienna. And what they found was there's really no scientific basis for these claims. <laughs> they're anecdotal at best. Yeah, they're anecdotal at best. But it's one of those interesting um, stories that, you know, I think there's a lot of evidence around the impact of, of music, particularly mm-hmm. classical music. Um, and we do know, for example, that music evokes a certain response in the brain for dementia patients, for example. So it's not a far... Uh, reach to think well actually then if you're listening to Mozart um, you know you, it could help if you're, ha- you're having seizures the important part of all of this is that um, it's not something that people should be using uh, you know as, as part of treatment unless they actually are working with a doctor I mean the sample sizes of, of that is, is minute and it's an inadequate research practice that that's been around this so, so it's beautiful music um, but we can't you know expect relief if you're if you're suffering from epilepsy, and, and your child is not going to turn into Einstein just because you crank out a bit of Mozart every night, it, that really could go either way. You know, <laughs> I just don't want people to <laughs> don't, don't take my kid to school. Just play Mozart. You know, it's just you know you you got to be you know have common sense. It was talked about a lot though. I remember when we had Charlotte. It, it definitely is one of those conversations. Like you got to play classical music to your kids. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's a whole I industry love- behind it. I love classical music, but I, you know, I'm quite aware that it's it's both, you know, calming, um, and there, like I said, there's a lot of benefits to listening to music, but we just don't want to make claims that are not true and that are not evidence based. <laughs> it's got its limitations. Yeah. Uh, jump on there, join the conversation. Of course, Alex will catch up next week. Thank you. The feel good start to your day. This is Pablo for breakfast. It's